much. A good Wednesday morning, and thanks for taking time to join us this morning. Always appreciate you taking time to be here. We've had some great conversations this morning, and just as we've been talking a bit about the teacher's strike, which happened yesterday, a one-day strike, we've now received word that the Saskatchewan teachers are beginning a new five-day countdown to further job action. We know that the next job action will begin Monday, January 22nd. So it doesn't say what it is. It just says the next job action will begin, and it says begin Monday, January 22nd. Of course, legislative rules dictate that they have to give 48 hours notice. So Saturday morning, we can expect to hear, if not before, more details of what that job action will be, uh, how long maybe it will last. So some more details right now. We don't have a whole lot other than to know Monday, January 22nd, there will be some form of job action that the teachers will engage in and we'll uh, continue. Our newsroom is is on this. They ran in hot off the press and gave me the uh, piece of paper uh, just a little while ago when it came in and they'll continue to follow this story along. Well, our next guest this morning is a person who truly believes in the strength of the Western Canadian economy. From 2014 to 2023, Alex Fallon was heading up the Saskatoon Regional Economic Development Authority. Now, he's the CEO of Sparrowhawk Developments, the newly created Economic Development Corporation for Papikasis Cree Nation. And in his spare time, he uses his good old Saskatchewan entrepreneurial spirit He's established the Western Canada Economic Forum, the first annual forum happening on January 24th, so next week at the Petroleum Club in Calgary, Alberta. Alex Fallon joins us now to discuss this. Good morning, Alex. Thanks for taking our call. Good morning. I'm happy to be here today. So where did the idea of this forum come from? Yeah, you know, I actually had the idea a couple of years ago. Um, I was very fortunate to sit in a number of these economic public events whether it be the ones in Saskatchewan. I, I attended a few in Calgary and Vancouver as well. And what I noticed was often it was, you know, Saskatchewan people hearing the Saskatchewan story from Saskatchewan speakers, and a lot of us knew each other in the room. Great events, but, you know, a lot of the times um, you, you knew some of the content. And same in the events I attended in Alberta. So one time I thought, you know what, geez, it'd be nice if we could hear each other's provincial growth strategies hear about what's going on in each other's economies and kind of bring the West together, learn from each other, look for common themes, and really just um, talk about all things great about the Western Canadian economy. So the World Economic Forum is going on this week in Switzerland. Is this modeled in some way after that event? (laughs) Interesting you should ask. I've I've been a fan of that event for many years and always keep an eye on it. A little bit of a coincidence and good timing that it worked out and Certainly, a lot of the topics we're talking about are being discussed at the world stage as well, whether it's, you know, energy, energy, green economy, tech, etc. So uh, definitely some good timing and uh, keeping in touch with uh, their content as well. Alex Fallon joins us this morning talking about the uh, newly established Western Canada Economic Forum, which is happening next week in Calgary. I noticed I was on the website looking. You've got some pretty impressive speakers lined up. Uh, Synovus Energy, a deputy minister from the Ministry of Trade and Export Development, uh, both the Saskatchewan Manitoba Chambers of Commerce, uh, the Honorable Jason Kenney, former Premier of Alberta. So that's a pretty good guest list. Were people pretty eager to get on the stage and take part and discuss the Western economy? Yeah, you're right. We've got a jam-packed program with some incredible speakers and 
very fortunate, you know, when I reached out to some of these organizations and speakers about the event, they really jumped on board and supported it and kind of wanted to share their perspective of the West. So really pleased with the response and, and um, yeah, happy to have companies you mentioned on board. We've got the CEO of Canadian Western Bank, President of the Canada West Foundation, um, and, and many others. And also just kind of hot off the press here, we just got told that Jason Kenney, unfortunately, has had to fly to South America for an important meeting. But uh, we're lucky that Christy Clark, of course, the former Premier of British Columbia, is going to uh, take his spot. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a great day and some amazing speakers. When I look at your agenda on the website, I see one session talks about opportunities and challenges. In your opinion, Alex, what are some of the opportunities and challenges that you see for Western Canada? Yeah, you know, I think it's still the the strength and the growth in the resource sector, you know, matched with the growing tech sector, whether it be in Saskatchewan, Alberta, you know, BC as well. They've got a strong digital super cluster going on. And, you know, challenges still, I think, access to international markets, you know, uh, cost of doing business at the moment, um, definitely challenges in terms of finding and retaining um, the right employees. So, you know, it's definitely a mix out there of, it's a time for opportunity, but businesses have to do their best to kind of manage and overcome some of the challenges. But when you look at the Western Canadian economy as a whole, you know, gosh, it's it's bigger than we think, and there's so many exciting things going on. Um, you know, very confident for the for the outlook. Chatting today with Alex Fallon, the CEO of Sparrowhawk Developments and the mastermind behind the Western Canada Economic Forum. So I noticed on day two on the website, there's the Leadership Roundtable on Economic Development in the West. It's by invite only. Who have you invited to this? What do you hope to accomplish on that day? Mm -hmm. Well, day one, you know, is is that full program full of speakers. And sometimes you don't get enough time to talk to some of your counterparts and, and peers. So this group is about 20 leaders, specifically economic development leaders from across the West who can share you know, best practice in terms of what they're doing to grow the economy. So very fortunate to have Chris Lane, who we know from Economic Development Regina, act as chair of that group. And he's going to be leading with um, you know, people from all over the West. So we've got the city of Surrey, we've got Brandon, we've got Moose Jaw, we've got Okotoks. We've got a mixture of you know, the cities and towns from across the West their economic development people coming together and really talking about, you know, how can they collaborate collaborate more, How what programs and services can they do to help grow our economy. Alex, what do you hope comes out of the Western Canada Economic Forum? Yeah, you know, definitely looking to share knowledge in terms of the growth strategies across the West. And I think a great outcome would be more collaboration amongst some of those stakeholders. You know, we often get focus on our province and, and working with some of the organizations in our own backyard, which is fantastic. But I think there's an opportunity for stakeholders from across the West to work together, um, you know, more often. And so having a room full of people all the way from Manitoba to BC, um, it's going to really help create some new relationships and new partnerships. And is this still, I'm assuming the tickets are still on sale for this event? Yes, we've got, it's coming up in a week, so I think we've got about 12, 14 tickets left. Um, you know, we've got some great Saskatchewan speakers. Uh, we'd really love to have more Saskatchewan represented in the room. So if you know, your listeners are interested in attending, uh, just hit up the wcef.ca website, and uh, there are tickets available there.
Yeah, and, and you've got the agenda on there. It's it's well done. Yeah. Easy to, to find out if this pertains to you, uh, your business, your organization, and, and check it out. By the way, did you invite the Prime Minister? Uh, we did indeed, uh, and we're fortunate to have some written greetings from him, which is which is always nice. Um, a little bit short notice, and his schedule couldn't make it, but uh, we're already talking about him attending next year. So definitely getting a lot of interest in the forum and uh, hoping it's going to grow. You know, I, I I asked that, you know, somewhat wondering if he, he would be there, because often we feel, and maybe I'm generalizing, but in the West, like we're we're sometimes forgotten about Ottawa, we're not considered. And, you know, the, the essence of what you're talking about, the Western Canada Economic Forum, focusing on the incredible economic opportunities and development that's happening in Western Canada would be a good thing to be able to showcase to the entire country. So I just heard you say next year, this isn't a one-time thing, this will hopefully be an annual thing, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. Based on the response we're getting, uh, and it's an important discussion. And I think the time is right for this discussion as well, as you mentioned, between the provinces and the federal government as well. So absolutely, this will be an annual event. And also, you know, we are represented by the federal government, by the Parliamentary Secretary to the Ministry of Export Promotion, International Trade and Economic Development, long title. But he'll be there speaking, and as will the President of Prairie's Economic Development Canada. So to your point, you know, very important that um, there's dialogue between all levels of government and um, looking forward to the day and then growing this over the years to come. Alex, sounds good. I hope you have great meetings next week in Calgary. Thanks so much, Evan. Alex Fallon, who is the chair of the Western Canada Economic Forum, also the CEO of Sparrowhawk Developments, which uh, is newly created development corporation for Papikasis Cree Nation. So Alex has done some good work to put this together. And uh, boy, you look at the, go online, look at the lineup of speakers. The website is WCEF, which stands for Western Canada Economic Forum, WCEF.ca. You can get your tickets online, but you can also have a look at the agenda on there as well. And uh, some good looking stuff there for sure. You're listening to The Evan Bray Show on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, it's a story that we've been following for quite some time. Certainly when budget discussions were happening in the city of Regina, the whole real discussion, Regina Exhibition Association Limited, was a big part of that. Of course, real typically every year would have a budget of about $1.1 million, an operating budget that, of course, they would have to present in front of city council. Last year, their ask was $6 million. And this was following basically a whole bunch of headlines that happened. The fact that MNP came in and did a bit of a sustainability report on real to determine that their business model wasn't sustainable the way that it was. They weren't bringing in enough money. So they needed this boost from city council. Real had also been given the experience Regina tourism campaign, which, uh, you probably remember didn't go that well. There's a couple of, uh, a couple of missteps there. And so, of course, the spotlight when something like this happens often will go to the CEO, Tim Reed, the president and CEO of the Regina Exhibition Association. Just yesterday, it was announced that he is no longer in the job. Reels interim board, which that happened at budget time as well. They made the decision they were removing the entire board of directors. And subsequently, after the entire board of directors for real tendered their resignations. And so from that, they appointed an interim board. Nikki Anderson, who's the city manager, is the interim board chair. And that goes until 
I believe the end of June of this year, and then they will reappoint a board of directors. But they had a lot of decisions to make, and they said that it was a unanimous decision by the interim board to remove Tim Reed as the CEO and president of that. So they've got some work to do. They're running without basically a CEO. They do have someone in acting in that position, but they've they've got business to adhere to, right? The Frost Winter Festival, which Real has a part of, starts up next week. And so they've got to make sure that they're ready for that. They've got a, a series of infrastructure work orders that they've got to take care of, some roofs linky, uh, leaking in some of the rinks. And uh, yeah, there's some there's some challenges for sure. But Tim Reed is out as the CEO of Real, and we'll continue to uh, to watch and monitor that. I talked a little bit earlier about the Ethics Committee meeting today in Ottawa, doing a deeper probe on Justin Trudeau's latest trip to Jamaica. That's the trip that he took over the Christmas break. He was gone for about 10 days. The trip was a gift from the family that owns the luxurious resort. It's called Prospect Estate, owned by the Green family, who are family friends of the Trudeaus. They stayed at this resort last year, by the way, so they were there 10 days. Roughly, it's worth about 9300 bucks a night. So that stay was $84,000, and it was a gift. That's what the Prime Minister is saying. We didn't pay for it. It was a gift. The Ethics Committee is doing a probe on whether or not you can receive a gift like that. Randy in Saskatoon texted in saying regarding the Trudeau vacation, one doesn't give away an $84,000 gift without expecting something in return. And I think, you know, I think that's why the Ethics Commissioner, the Ethics Committee, they will be weighing in on this. Prime Minister's office, his people are saying, we checked into this before we went. We got approval from the Federal Ethics Commissioner before we went. The Ethics Commissioner's office is saying there was limited information and what we had, it looked okay. But I I think now that we know the details, maybe they'll look at it differently. And so... I was talking about this just last hour saying, I think the prime minister is entitled to a vacation. So not defending the fact that I think we've caught this prime minister in a lie a couple of times, which is why people are very, you know, trepidatious about whether or not we're getting the, the entire story here or the truth, but take the name out of it. Just a prime minister of Canada needs to be able to go away on a holiday and there will be costs associated to that, that you and I wouldn't have if we're going away, if you're the leader of a country. And so people are weighing in on this saying we absolutely can accept the prime minister can holiday with his family, but let's look at how often he does it. The total cost of all the time and expenses that he takes advantage of in his position with all of his vacations. Herb in Rokenville texts in, even though I've gotten to the point I can hardly look at the guy or listen to his voice, you are right when it comes to high-level elected officials and their right to a holiday. Kyle in Melford says, is the Prime Minister entitled to a vacation getaway? Absolutely. The problem is, he lives by the motto of, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. If he stays there while it's free, maybe so be it, If he wants to take advantage of the free stay at a luxury property, he can afford to pay what it costs to get there. Paying the equivalent in commercial frights doesn't cut it for me. So people weighing in on the the text line on this one, and uh, we'll hear, I'm sure, soon. The Ethics Committee, of course, is made up of MPs from all through the House, so there are conservative MPs that are on that committee as well, and uh, the Ethics Commissioner eventually will be adjudicating on this as well so they're doing that today in ottawa and i'm i'm guessing we're going to hear more on that as we uh, move along
Coming up, uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to my next guest. Mark Kahn is my next guest. He's the volunteer recruitment officer for Wheels of Hope through the Canadian Cancer Society. This is a, a great program a lot of people might not know about. I wasn't even aware this program existed until Mark reached out and wanted to have this conversation. So many of us have been touched by someone in our family who has gone through cancer, my dad, I uh, was diagnosed with cancer back in 2011, and uh, I watched sadly as he went through uh, some tough months that year. He ended up passing away in the fall, but there were lots of trips to Regina. Of course, he lived out on the farm, and so there were lots of trips into the city for cancer treatments, and that's what this is about, is getting people to their treatments and, and helping them in what can be one of the most challenging times of their life. So we're going to talk about that coming up in a moment right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.